Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, Loan with Jen. Jen Hernandez here. Welcome to another episode of Loan with Jen podcast. I'm really excited today. Chris Bounds, my fellow Aggie. What year are you again at AM? 05, 05. 05. Well, I'm 94. I'm a little bit ahead of you or ahead of you in years, I guess we could say. But Chris, I'm super excited today. We're going to talk about investment properties and Let's just call it Investment Property 101. Just we're going to keep this super simple, talk about some basics, what's going on in the investment space right now. And the recording of this, we're in September of 2022. Chris has not only over 200 agents through EXP Realty in residential real estate, but he's also, you've started Invested X. So I'll have you tell us about that, which really helps people learn how to invest in real estate. Welcome, Chris. Thanks. My wife and I, we flipped around 200 houses over the years and we've uh, accumulated rental properties along the way and got into multifamily investing with InvestedX. Primarily what, what we do is we educate folks on how to invest in real estate so they can build wealth and passive income. And then also through a, a, a subsidiary brand, Invested Equity, or we provide opportunities for investors that want to more passively invest. They don't want to actually be swinging the hammer. They'd rather just passively invest to build wealth. We provide those opportunities through our real estate investment funds. Awesome. And the investment funds, are they not only local, but in other states, right? Correct. I mean, well, multifamily is a little different in single family. Um, there's definitely a lot of similarities, but you're essentially buying a business and you can be very strategic about the locations that you want to invest. So you can look for areas that have long-term growth and they've got good fundamentals with job growth and population growth. That's where we're focusing. So passive investing, just for someone that might not know what that means, like give just a real layman term, like what does a passive investor mean? Yeah. So there's two ways you make money, active or passive. Active means you're actually spending your time and energy working for it, for whatever it is. It's typically a job or maybe some contract labor, say like realtors working for commission. And once that job is done, you get paid. And then once you stop doing it, you stop, stop getting paid. So that's active. Most people will be making active money. That'll be their primary source of income. However, if you can earn money passively or start building passive income over time, ultimately it comes down to every dollar that you're earning that's passive is one less dollar that you have to actively work for. It's not that you would quit your job and retire early. Maybe you want to. Not everybody does. Not everybody wants to do that. Some people love their jobs. But it gives you that option that if you need to pull back because maybe an illness in the family or you just need to really reset, recharge, and you want to take a couple months off, 
you could. Or for those that actually want to pursue other passions because they don't like their job, then it gives them that ability to move on without having to deplenish their savings, if you will. So that's where passive income comes in. It's, it's work that you do one time, but has continuing income coming in month in, month out. So it's making an investment in, let's say, this a real estate fund where there's dozens or hundreds of people that put in a certain amount of money. And then do they get like a dividend check every month or how does that normally work? Those can look a million different ways. The way ours is set up, um, there's a preferred rate of return that investors get based on the income that the fund is creating. They can look a lot of different ways. So that's one way that you can have passive income. A very simple and probably where most people would think of passive income would be like a single family rental property where you're getting that rent check every month. It also could be a stock dividend. It's probably going to take a lot or it will take a lot of money for that to be some substantial amount. Mm -hmm. But um, those are a few different ways that you can have passive income. I kind of wouldn't consider in, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, let's say I have one rental property. That's really not passive because I have to actively be involved in collecting the rent and making sure the lawn is yeah. moving. I don't get nasty letters from the HOA <laughs> and I actually don't want to deal with all that. So you're 100% right. So passive income from a single family rental standpoint, is it passive? There's a debate about it. Is it completely hands-off passive? No, because you're right. You do get notifications from the HOA that your tenants didn't cut their lawn. And even if you have a property management company in charge, you still have to manage them. So when you're not noticing a lot of turnover in your tenants and your management company is telling you about it, I mean, well, you yeah. kind of got to manage the manager and figure out what's going on here. Maybe it's not their fault. could just be the, the, the area, but maybe it is their fault. So... It's not completely passive and there's not a lot of truly passive assets out there. They do exist, but ultimately there tends to be some level of management from you. It's just what variety do you want that to be? Do you want to be a more hands-on investor where you have the single family rental? Or do you want to be a bit more on the, bit more on the passive side where you're investing in a syndication or a fund and that way you don't have to deal with the day in, day out, monotony that comes with real estate investing. And you can just get that you know, royalty or, or preferred rate of return on your investment. So to sum it up, like, I mean, really, I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to really talk to in a simple way to people that are thinking about getting involved. So just to kind of recap, you can go buy a single family residence directly, which we have lots of clients that do that and they accumulate one and two and three and They've got that rental income. They own that appreciating asset. And then the second way, one of the second ways you can invest is as a passive investor where you put an amount of money into something that's working, right? And you get, I know you said it's set up in different ways, but essentially you get a dividend from that where you're, you're really more hands-off and letting the fund manager, which I would assume that that's you, right? In most of these cases. With my fund, it's me. <laughs> in your case, yeah. in your case. But there's other stuff out there, but some fund manager. Okay. It comes down to the decision is how hands-on you want to be. Like some people, they want to be hands-on. They want to go in and flip a house like HGTV. And side note, that's television <laughs> for entertainment. It's, 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 it's not exactly like that. But in any case, they want that others are, they're busy professionals or they're retired and the last thing they want to do is deal with headaches from rental properties. They'd much rather and let someone else do the operating. They can put their money in 
and get whatever it is that that particular investment opportunity is uh, you know, offering. It comes down to an individual decision. And, and over time, you'll probably do both or transition from one to another. Usually over the span of your lifetime, you value your time a little bit more. So you usually transition to a more passive investment. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And in that one-off investment where you're doing one property at a time, we see people that, in fact, I finance people for long-term where they're going to have it for a while and collect that rental income. And then there's people that, like you said, want to do the flipping. And boy, you got to have a lot of energy for that. For that. Yes. You know, yes. get a contractor and put money in usually to fix it up. Like you said, like the HGTV flip that house that's so super <laughs> sexy and it makes it look I love it when they really like make it look so glamorous the way they go in there with the jackhammers and they're like, yeah, and they're so <laughs> making it look so super simple. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just knocking a bunch of stuff down. And it's a lot more than that. But yeah, it's almost never like that. And some people are super cut out for that. I agree. Like there's something for everybody. So those are kind of the main ways to invest either individually or in something like the, these passive funds. So that's really cool. I do have a question about the current climate of, you know, we're in a rate inflationary increasing environment. It'll go mm -hmm. down again in the future. Who knows when? But like, how does looking at an investment change when your rate to borrow, if you are borrowing to buy these investments, how does that affect or change or does it your, is this a good deal for me to buy into or not my money's yeah me so much more it's definitely important to, to realize like real estate has been an investment vehicle in environments where there's 20 percent interest rates and two percent and everywhere in between so there's always opportunities it, it all boils down to the numbers and the rate of return that you're going to be getting so if you're investing short term it's a little chaotic out there right now interest rates have been a little crazy it's been sudden prices certain folks out of the market, or there's some some folks, buyers or sellers, just kind of holding out, wait and see kind of thing. And then there's the potential of a looming recession. So if you're flipping houses, my advice is proceed with caution, extra padding and whatever it is in your hold time, maybe it'll take long or plan on it taking longer to sell. Why not maybe selling for less than you're anticipating? Be very, very careful in your comps. But from a long-term perspective, if the numbers work, if you can get the numbers to work, you're going to be okay. Now, I'm, I'm saying long-term. That does not mean six months or 12 months. I'm talking five, 10 years. Yeah. If, if you have that long-term horizon, and you can stay in an investment for that long and it makes sense, it makes financial sense for you, you're going to be all right. Residential real estate is a historical low inventory. We have a lot of demand in the market. Even with today's interest rates, a lot of demand in the market. And with Gen Z being the largest, uh, which the millennials have been the largest demographic in American history. They're, they're currently at their peak home buying age. Gen Z, it's an even bigger demographic than millennials. They're the oldest of them are 21. So they're just starting to get into the housing pool. Like there's a ton of demand coming down the line. Long term, you're going to be okay. But it has to make sense. I mean, finding the right debt solutions, the right, uh, whether yeah. you're going to go conventional Leverage. or private or hard money and, or investment banks. And there's, there's a lot of ways you can finance them and it, it's got to make sense. If the numbers work and you have that long-term horizon, you'll be okay. Awesome. 
Well, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on and just explaining some things today. It's always a pleasure to see you, number one, because you're a fellow ag. So that's number one, why you're one of my favorite people. And number two- <laughs> We've seen our football team to step it up this year. I know. We'll talk about that part later. But <laughs> you know, number two, you're just always such a wealth of knowledge. You've got a lot of great experience and I really appreciate you getting on today. Hey, if someone wanted to check out your Invested X, where do they go? Yeah, investedx.com and it'll have all, the, all of our social links. I'm all over social media, uh, whether it's my personal name, Chris Bounds, or on one of my subsidiary brands like Invested Equity, uh, Invested Agents or Invested Equity. So you can find me, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm everywhere. YouTube. Awesome. Well, keep shining and we'll talk to you super soon. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, Chris. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.